0: Hey, welcome into the Bruce Hooley show on this wild Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network, of course, filling in for the Bruce Hooley, who is now a member of the Jonathan Alder School Board. And uh, hopefully we'll have Bruce on again soon to give you an update. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you to Jeff Murtall, who is behind the glass. He always keeps me on time and online, uh, Jeff, like me, is a football fan, and he keeps his eyes on what's going on in the sports world, and man, oh, man, Uh If you haven't heard the news, just wait. Uh, this goes under the title, this is why we can't have nice things as Browns fans. Uh, what am I talking about? Well, on the heels of an upset win on the road in Baltimore, where the team came from 14 back in the fourth quarter. And Massage Watson completed 14 of 14 passes in the second half and look like the quarterback, a glimpse of the quarterback, the Browns front office gave two hundred and thirty million dollars of guaranteed money to. I opened my Facebook app this morning. I'm scrolling and I see a picture of Watson posted by the official Facebook account of the Cleveland Browns. And beside the picture, it is written Deshaun Watson underwent magnetic resonance imaging MRI. Monday on two injuries sustained on different plays in the first half of Sunday's excuse me, 33-31 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Imaging on his left ankle revealed a high ankle sprain. In addition, post-game, Deshaun notified our medical staff of a new discomfort in his right shoulder that he felt after a hit in the first half. An MRI of his right shoulder revealed a displaced fracture of the glenoid. Despite performing at a high level and finishing the game, after consultation with Browns head physician James Vuce, M.D., and industry-leading shoulder specialist Neil L. Atrache, M.D., it it has been determined that this injury will require immediate surgical repair to avoid further structural damage. Deshaun will be placed on the season-ending injured reserve. And a full recovery is expected for the start of the 2024 season. Jeff, 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 I mean, (laughs) I hate to even ask, but uh, (sighs) – Baker Mayfield is playing arguably his best football. Josh Dobbs is living his best life in Minnesota. Uh, what do you make of this, man?
1: Well, I—if uh, it were me—I'd say it's uh, DTR time in Cleveland. Time for time for Dorian Thompson Robinson to to take the keys.
0: Well, he's never going to get another opportunity if Deshaun is healed and, and gets healthy again. This is going to be his growing up moment, right? So is that what you're thinking? Get him in, let him experience it, let him go through the growing pains?
1: Well, my thoughts are the season's kind of done now. Uh, And if you put P.J. Walker out there, maybe you win a couple games, but you don't really gain anything long-term. But if you put DTR out there for the rest of the season, he's got eight games to grow, and you can see if maybe you got something with him. He's he's a rookie, he's a fifth-round pick. Maybe he can be something for the team in the future. P.J. Walker, they know what he is, and it's it's an average backup.
0: Yep. Hey, And I don't know, if you haven't watched the Netflix documentary Quarterback put together by the great Peyton Manning, do yourself a favor and, and binge watch it. Jeff, have you watched it?
1: I haven't watched it yet.
0: Okay. You'll see the 2022 season through the eyes of Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and Patrick Mahomes. We know how that ends for all of them. In the documentary, you see Mahomes working out in addition to team workouts with his personal trainer three times a week. I think the guy's name is something like Bobby Straub. Can the Browns maybe find a guy like that for Watson? <laughs> oh my goodness. Where do they go from here, man? Any other thoughts, Jeff? Um, well,
1: I mean, the crazy thing is the division's right there. If you look at the schedules for all the team's I don't think anyone in the division gets past 11 wins. Um, you know 10 wins probably gets the job done uh, but on the flip side, if you finish last in the division, you get the easiest schedule next year so you know maybe you know this team is clearly good, maybe they want to think about that for
0: next season. This is why we can't have nice things as Brown's fan as a Browns fan, as, as Browns, Browns fans. See, I'm so tongue-tied. I'm so frustrated. Hey, a little later in the show, uh, 1250 to be precise, I'll be joined by Dr. Jeffrey Heyman. And you know him. He's a friend of the show. He is dean of the Robert W. Plaster School of Business and professor of economics at Cedarville University. He'll be here to talk with you and me about the market reaction to the latest inflation numbers in the form of uh, the Consumer Price Index or the CPI. Uh, What do those numbers mean? Is this a soft landing or is this a red flag signaling recession? Well, tune in at 1250 and you'll find out. State Representative Marilyn John, a Republican from Richland County, which is my home area, will be here at 1206 to talk shop about a bill that she and Representative Rodney Creech put together designed to level the playing field for dads. It's uh, an automatic equal shared parenting bill. And I can't wait to dive into that with her. Uh, Just a reminder, there was a pro-Israel rally in D.C. yesterday as thousands marched in support of Israel and objected to the idea of a ceasefire as the Israeli military handles its business in response to Iranian proxies, Hamas terrorists embedded in Gaza who are responsible for the slaughter of Jews in October, which included, and I'm going to say it because it's important to remember, gang rapes kidnapping the elderly and children, beheading children, and parading dead bodies through the streets. Now, Congresswoman AOC, of course, is demanding a ceasefire, and President Biden and his administration have talked out of both sides of their mouths. And uh, corporate media outlets have latched on in one way or another to the insane idea of of an equal or balanced counterattack. So again, I'm going to ask the grotesque rhetorical question, What religious festival are Israelis supposed to invade by air, sea, and land to kill Hamas supporters? What women are they to capture, rape, and then parade dead through the streets? Which children are they to behead, and which elderly are they to capture? It's insane. Stop it. But I say that to say this. Remember, the same activists and the global Marxists who supported the Black Lives Matter movement, all the way back in Ferguson, Missouri, fast forward to 2020 leading into the presidential election are the same activists and financiers who now support the anti Israel movement and the billionaires who support both are the same billionaires whose money was poured into the Arabella advisors network. Does that sound familiar? We talked about it yesterday. Uh, It's made up of dark money groups like the 1630 fund, the Hopewell fund, new venture fund, Windward Fund, North Fund, and money from those funds back the opposition to the 60% threshold to amend the state constitution in August. And millions more supported Ohio Issue 1. Now, that's the radical abortion amendment that just passed last week. Now, we'll dive deeper into the network of dark money relationships and what they seem to accomplish and yet aim to accomplish. But it's just important, a daily reminder – That you know and understand the global Marxists behind BLM and the anti-Semitic protests on college campuses and around the country are here in Ohio trying to amend your constitution by pouring in enough money to pay the lawyers who draft the language in broad ways that the marketers who will promote the campaigns can say things about the proposed changes that are half true and blatantly false. And unfortunately for you and for me – We have a press which has either not yet caught on or does know and just doesn't care because, you know, America, that evil place founded by white settlers who baked in the systemic racism that we all suffer from now. And it's that white settler or at least settler nation hatred that these people now have for Israel. This one's a hard one. Uh, I'll try to get through this one. Uh, You probably heard some news stories yesterday. Six people were killed. 18 others were injured in a fire chain reaction crash involving a charter bus, a tractor trailer truck, and three other vehicles on a highway in central Ohio. The bus carrying students and adult chaperones from the Tuscarora Valley School District in eastern Ohio to an education conference accounted for three of the dead and 16 of the injured, including the bus driver, according to the Ohio Highway Patrol. The injured were all taken to area hospitals. The three bus passengers who perished were students, two 18-year-old males and a 15-year-old girl. Also pronounced dead at the scene were all three adults who were riding in one of the two passenger cars involved in the wreck, the Highway Patrol said in a statement. Uh, The crash occurred shortly before 9 a.m. yesterday, yesterday. on Interstate 70 near Aetna Township, about 21 miles east of Columbus. And uh, some of the students on the bus were band members who were scheduled to perform at the Ohio School Boards Association Convention in Columbus. Um, The conference has been canceled, and the accident is under investigation. So uh, we pray for the families and all people involved in this tragedy. Uh, Stay tuned uh, for the next segment of The Bruce Hooley Show. 98.9 98.9 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back into the Bruce Woolley Show. Uh, you know, sometimes we turn on a dime here. And uh, we're going to do that. I'm going I'm to go in a different direction for just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the Freedom Foundation. They're our friends at the Ohio Press Network. They support us there. And the Freedom Foundation has been working to free government employees from union bondage. What is that? Well, I don't know if you know this, but about five years ago, the Supreme Court said if you are a government employee, you do not have to join a union. And if you are not in a union, you don't have to pay dues. Better yet, if you want to get a government job, you don't have to join the union to get the job. Now, I'm sure that there's a certain amount of marketing and pressure that these unions put on people to make them think otherwise. That's why the Freedom Foundation exists, so that you understand you don't have to. You can actually opt out if you're already in the union. Go to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. That's where you kill the head of the beast. What am I talking about? I'm talking about taking away funding from the union. First, it puts about $1,100 on average back into your pocket. But on the idea of killing the the, the head of the beast, Uh, the beast is government unions. They they fund progressives 97 percent of the time. So you're playing keep away with your dollars from union bosses. Now, union employees are not bad people. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying union bosses vehemently and actively support the progressive movements that you oppose. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your support of the Ohio Press Network. And thank you for taking a moment to go to optouttoday.com. To opt out of the union, or if someone you know and or love is in a union and you want them to know about it, make sure you share it with them. So thanks again to the Freedom Foundation and thank you for listening. Headline: pumping the brakes. Ohio House Speaker dismisses effort to limit court jurisdiction on issue one. We have some time here uh, in this segment. I'll start unpacking this. Maybe we'll talk about it even in the next segment, depending on whether or not we get a guest. I'm working on Americans for Prosperity Ohio uh, president who's going to talk to us about a House bill in the Ohio – or excuse me, a bill in the Ohio Senate. But I do believe it's a House bill uh, that originated in the House and uh, how it would allow the government to decide who contractors hire. And I want you to think about that. That is uh, you know, akin to me, uh, socialism. Why is the government going to decide who you can hire? Uh, so we'll talk about that, uh, working on getting him maybe at 1135 – Uh, Or a little bit later, maybe the second hour. But back to this headline. Pumping the brakes, Ohio House Speaker dismisses effort to limit court jurisdiction on issue one. This is schoolhouse rock type stuff, he said of the idea. By the way, this article comes from the Ohio Capital Journal. That's the group that I told you yesterday was seated by uh, the Arabella Advisors companies. Uh, Those may ring a bell from the last segment. These guys were, I think, the Hopewell Fund seated. Uh, the Ohio Capital Journal, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But going back to this article, Ohio House Speaker Jason Stevens threw cold water on a bid to thwart a recent abortion rights amendment issue one. Instead of attempting to deny the court's jurisdiction or rushing to the ballot with a repeal effort, Stevens argued lawmakers should focus on maternal and early childhood care. Now, I will agree with that. I will agree with that, and I'll agree with that for two reasons, and I'm going to state it again. Stevens argued that lawmakers should focus on maternal and early childhood care. Okay. Uh, First of all, I agree. I think if you're pro-life, then you should be pro-life outside the womb. And you should be pro-life, meaning you should value the life of the mother. And are we able to provide the type of care and resources so that a mother decides not to abort? Because, by the way, now, this amendment would allow abortion if mother has a mental or emotional stress because the, the, the amendment says the child can be aborted even past viability. And this is the part nobody wanted to talk about, including the limp press. If the mother's health is at risk, well health was not defined. And so what does case law say? Well, the Supreme court said that can include mental health, emotional health, financial health. Okay. So now we can abort even past viability If the baby's healthy, as long as mom has a a health reason. So it makes sense if you want to save more lives to provide early childhood care and maternal care. I'm going to agree with Stevens on that. The other thing that I'm going to say is this. You're about to find out. We talked last week about the 450 page. It was alleged to be a 450 page bill that Democrats put forward 48 hours after the Issue one proposed amendment passed, and people who didn't want it to pass were screaming and yelling for months saying this will allow abortion past 15 weeks, past viability for any reason, and it will take away some of the health care protections that women have. Like, for example, making sure that an abortion clinic has a relationship with a hospital for ambulatory uh, care. What if something goes awry? Doesn't it make sense for the clinic to have a relationship with a local hospital and to be a certain number of miles away? It would also rip down the requirement for a second doctor to sign off on some abortions, and that would allow the abortionist basically carte blanche, full authority in this case, to abort. And if you're a planned parenthood doctor, uh, your best interest, your financial interest is in aborting, and you don't need a second opinion. Uh, the proposed legislation would also aim to change privacy laws. Where do you think that's going? Who do you think they're trying to protect the privacy of? Every individual? Might that include a minor? Might that include a minor who wants an abortion or trans care? Hmm. And they're trying to uh, soften criminal and civil penalties. Why would they want to do that? Well, if somebody is legally liable for a botched abortion – Or does something that is repugnant to or opposite of a parent's right to decide for a minor, would that person be criminally or civilly liable? Maybe. So why are we going to soften the laws on that? I'll tell you why. Because the Democrats are doing exactly what you said and knew they were going to do. So this is the find out phase. And the more Republicans push back, the more Democrats go, see, you're tone deaf. See, you're out of touch. The voters voted. They gave they, they, they decided by a 12% margin, 56 to 44. Why are you not listening, Republicans? You're evil, and on and on and on they'll go. And, of course, their water carriers in the press will will tub-thump that message all day long, twice on Sundays. So Stevens might have some wisdom here. But in the next segment, I've got to remind you. He's not off the hook. He's not off the hook. And in fact, he's on the hook. And the reason that this amendment passed is because its purveyors were not truth brokers. The press didn't report the truth. And 30 to $40 million was poured into the campaign to dupe voters. And guess what? They're going to do it again. Why? Because Jason Stevens didn't get off his tail when he was first speaker to do what needed to be done, and I'll tell you what that is on the other side of the break. The Bruce Hooli Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer.